Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by East Coast Ed, Ed Carbajal. Ed, how's it going, brother? Well, you know, same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, kind of getting back to normal for me, at least getting out to uh, fight week last week for the quote-unquote international fight week. Um, yeah, quote unquote, from what you told me, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, at least you didn't mush the the fights, but um, everything you sent me as far as our communications and what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm, uh, I I think you kind of replied best when I mentioned the lines and stuff. You said standing in line for an autograph isn't an expo, and yeah, I mean, I was misspeaking calling it an expo. They call it a fan experience now, but. Uh, I, 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 let's just put it this way. I'm glad I came up in this sport and was around this sport when I was, uh, mm-hmm. because I was able to experience stuff that newer fans will never get the opportunity to, um, barring some kind they'll, of, huge... they'll think you're making it up. You, you know, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know like, what I mean? If I, like, if I told somebody that like, I got to meet George St. Pierre and uh, all, you know, on the same, you know, and then three minutes later, Mark Coleman, Don Fry and Hoist Gracie, and then walked over to Steve Miosic and, you know, and a, and a group of nine other dudes standing with him, uh, Alan Belcher and Luke Rockhold. And, you know, it, it just it's just crazy. Um, I'm so glad I made it to the last. Well, I'll say one and a half last two, because mm-hmm. I say a half because 2016 is when the sale happened and all this this weird like um, factory uh, style of treating fans and fighters, you know, started coming into play i mean it's and it's crazy because newer fans like you said really don't know they literally are gonna they think this is how big you know events are done and then you know we have all our stories from the i mean the 2015 fan expo i mean that's probably the the best week of my life <laughs> i mean yeah, like, no <laughs> i mean and i don't even know if that was the best expo to be honest i could go back a couple of years to the mm-hmm. you know 12 13 14 expos and maybe even argue that those were better than 15 but you but 15 was still them doing the same kind of things that they were doing um the only difference would be maybe fighters like anderson silva and stuff was at some of those earlier ones yeah. john jones before they kind of became this global you know stars that they, that they became but uh yeah i mean I, I mean i guess i should just start down the line of how the whole week went because not everything was a negative there was definitely some some positives and stuff so uh ended up there thursday uh, yeah, you, wasn't, you were at the Hall of Fame thing. Wasn't sure about the Hall of Fame. Mentioned that last week that I was kind of up in the air. Uh, last minute, some more tickets popped up, so the better seats became available. Some aisle seats, uh, you know, down in the lower section. So snag those. Uh, ended up heading out there. Uh, that turned out to be fun. Um, you know, it. Mark Ratner, I have no interest in. In fact, I probably have more negative to say you know from what i've heard uh and and the perception that he's given off uh from my perspective as a fan uh with some of the shady businesses uh you know in in how it worked out where his best friends ended up buying the ufc and he finally decided to vote to legalize it that kind of thing but he got in uh again the fight didn't really interest it was jones and and uh and uh gustafson fight great fight i'm not a big john jones fan uh he proved again more that following morning uh why i i he's not my uh, cup of tea when it comes to this yeah mcgregor era of just yeah you know, it's more the jones era jones is the original jones is the guy who was going out there and 
getting DUIs and you know, I'm not going to judge a guy for one mistake or two mistakes, you know, uh, but it's, it's every more, damn time. Yeah, it's yeah. every damn time from ruining fights with drug tests to just saying stupid stuff. And now, now he looks like he's been arrested for a uh, form of domestic, domestic violence and headbutting a police car. So he clearly was extremely intoxicated at 5. AM. Um, his kid had to beg the, somebody to call the cops. So I don't know. He just sounds like a, the piece of garbage that I kind of always thought he was, you know, I pride myself on being able to judge characters and I'm not always right, but you know, when it comes to these MMA guys, I'm, I'm about 95% clip at this point. Mm. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, he just, I don't know what your quick take is on him. Uh, I know you said something off the air, but, uh, or you had something in mind, but I mean, what, what's your quick take before I get back to the rest of the fight? No, there's, there is no, no take. I mean, I'm, my, I pretty much had the same reaction Dana White had when he was asked about it after um, the Hall of Fame thing. He was just, you know, or the or the weigh-ins. They asked him after weigh-ins on Friday what he thought, and he was just like, it's a, it's, it's almost expected at this point. And you know, like uh, he. <laughs> Like he, it's he's, it's expected, but he sort of made excuses for him still. Like, oh, he can't come to Vegas, but it's not just Vegas. I mean, he does it in New Mexico. He does stuff in New Mexico, the the whole car thing in New Mexico. Yeah. I mean, it, the guy, as gifted as he is as a martial artist, as a natural martial artist, um, because it's it's crazy to think that I've put more years in training than he has, yet he's as good as he is. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's you know. It's just weird that somebody that gifted and that good in that sport can not be sensible in the other areas of his life. Yeah, no. I mean, that says it pretty well. The Dana White thing, I don't fall for that. I'm sorry. Dana White's the one inviting him to Vegas. These are these are UFC events that he's attending. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. He was you know, an so- award, but but I don't I – don't, I'm just saying, like, the way he said it, like, like just saying, oh, you know, obviously – Vegas is is he's he's making it seem like John Jones coming to Vegas is is always it's gonna it looks like it's always gonna be a bad idea but all his mistakes don't happen in Vegas I mean the the stuff in New Mexico is well documented and mm-hmm. I don't know where I mean I mean no I'm blaming Dana yeah. White more than John Jones for that I, I mean I you can't keep you know if you're if you're jiu-jitsu instructor and tells you to come in and teach the blue belt blue blue belt class and every time you show up you get in a fight with one of the students and he keeps inviting you and you keep getting in fights with students he can't just go well ed can't handle new brunswick (laughs) (laughs) you know he's got to go i'm inviting him into the gym to teach this class dana shouldn't be bringing him to vegas for any of this stuff if it's not a fight scheduled he shouldn't even be involved with the ufc stuff he constantly well i mean they gave i didn't even know he was getting an award for something in hall of fame they should have recorded his voice recorded him like (laughs) Like zoomed him yeah gustafson wasn't there because of covid restrictions but you know uh so that's that's i don't know but anyways john jones proves to be what he is getting back to the hall of fame. So Jones gets his award, gives his speech, talks about how much he loves his family and how supportive they are. And that he beats on him a couple hours later. And then <laughs> we come around and that's when it is. It started to get good. Uh, Kevin Randleman. I'm not sure if you caught that. Uh, his wife, uh, Liz gave a, uh, long speech. Um, but one that was, uh, a good speech. It was a good speech about being positive, uh, doing the best she can in life, and uh, just being proud of her husband. And she talked about all her husband's relationships with uh, Boss Rutten was there. Uh, he also spoke for a while along with Mark Coleman. So two yeah. of the more respected pioneers of the sport. Um, and I mean, it just sounds, I didn't know 
I, I had met Kevin Randleman for 30 seconds in my life. Uh, yeah, maybe twice or something at like that. But um, so I didn't know necessarily the the personal perspective that they put on it. And uh, he had a big crowd there of people uh, that seemed to have come from Ohio or, or at least, you know, from the, around the country who, you know, knew him from the past. And uh, he, he, you know, he seemed to have touched a lot of people. So seemed like a really good guy as uh, kids were there, uh, you know, family was there just seemed like total opposite of, of the guy who, who spoke before him. So, um, or not that Randleman spoke, but was spoken about before him. Uh, so Randleman, just a legend, you know, fought everybody. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but I think my biggest highlight was hearing Fedor mentioned about 36 times during the UFC hall of fame. <laughs> uh, you know, she said it best. Uh, she said that one of Randleman's favorite losses uh, was talking about how one of his favorite fights was a loss. And uh, she goes, honey, if you're going to pick a f- loss to be your favorite fight, it might as well be Fedor, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. But, for you know, obviously I, I was kind of laughing at that. So he then GSP comes out, uh, Hoist Gracie uh, inducts him, which was awesome for me as a fan. And just for the whole sport in general, it's kind of the whole, uh, you know, whole full circle of where it had come. Uh, to the point where really it reached its peak, in my opinion, as a, as a fan, uh, you know, five, six, almost seven years ago, probably now. Uh, but yeah, St. Pierre gives a speech. Uh, last two guys, highlights of that night. Fun. Uh, Friday morning then rolls around. That's where the fan experience was supposed to be. I showed up about an hour before it was supposed to start. Line was already about five hours long. Uh, turned around, went and got breakfast and basically decided that that wasn't going to be the plan any longer uh, as long as the UFC wants to do what they're trying to do. Basically they took their 14 fighters signing autographs, put them inside one room and then had a line outside uh, about five, you know, I I know people who got there or some people got there at 6am to be first in line and they were finally able to get in at like nine 30. But the problem is if you were like, if you got there at 7am and were hundredth in line, um, I know somebody who sat there till about 10 o'clock. So they were in line for about three hours. And, and once it opened at nine 30, they moved about 15 feet in line. Uh, it wasn't looking like they were going to even get in until for another hour and a half after already being there for God knows how long. So just a disgrace. Uh, didn't not a lot of stuff for sale. I don't even know what was going on inside the building. I couldn't get in. Um, it wasn't like it opened up after the autograph sessions. It was just line after line after line. Uh, they had their little UFC uh, truck selling the five shirts and you know six hats and and five hundred dollar autograph poster uh so yeah just disappointing on that that was saturday too didn't even bother getting up early saturday to go even look at any of that stuff uh wayne's were at the uh wayne's were at the theater uh the park theater at park mgm which was different because there probably was a i think there was a hockey game or something that friday night uh or something maybe a concert something was taking over the arena so they had to uh, move it that led for a big event there being not a big capacity crowd uh so i had to get to the wayans kind of earlier than you know enjoyable to sit there for a while to 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 watch the wayans but wayans happened uh, everybody made weight uh huge cheers for diaz not huge you know some booze for lawler and then obviously the main event shevchenko is a, is a huge fan's favorite and, and ortega uh was more of a fan favorite than volkanovsky but uh you know more of an even even number there so that was pretty much the fight week obviously then the fights that we're going to talk about rolled around on saturday but uh yeah i mean downhill every year that they've 
done this. I don't know if it's the new owners. I don't know if it's just the uh, disrespect for the fans. I I don't know who's running their their public relations with the fans these days. Well, I, it's 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 funny. I was I, I won't say I was chatting with somebody else about it uh, today before earlier today, and it's just you know I don't know if you saw that. Um, I mean they bought uh, OpenBet, the the betting platform that. DraftKings and FanDuel and all these people use to to um, endeavor and uh, Ari Emanuel, the owner, he's pretty much the he's the big boss of the UFC. I know, I, I you know, he owns he's head of Endeavor and and uh, it's just become this. I mean, it's a, it's almost like there's a. I mean, I hate to use the term, but it's it's like a turn. It's just it's turning into like they're trying to target the one percent. You know, like it's it's not. It's not the everyman sport that it always was that you and I have, have always seen. They're trying to make it. I mean, they're trying, it's like weird because it's fighting, but it seems like they're trying to make it so highbrow that I mean, you would think you would not do that. I mean, you you want everybody's money, right? You don't. You just want. So don't you want everybody's money if, if that wants to pay for it? I just don't see that as. Um, I don't know what the cheapest ticket was for UFC 266, but I can tell you right now, the cheapest ticket for Madison Square Garden is three hundred and eighty dollars, and you know, yeah, it was it wasn't that it was more reasonably priced tickets. Um, at least I got mine on presale, so they, they could have jumped after that. But I know you could have got in for under a couple hundred bucks. Um, as opposed to, like you said, the New York prices. Yeah, you make a good point about the one percent thing. It seems like basically now the UFC is advertising. If you want to have access to fighters and meet people, you need to do their VIP pa- package. Yeah, which is basically with, like a thousand dollar meet and greet. Yeah, the cheapest uh, one for for two sixty eight. I mean, I obviously that's my focus because you know that's always a big deal out here in New York. But the cheapest VIP package per person is one thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. I, I tweeted that out when they announced it along with their COVID protocols that as someone that just recently went to something in New York city, um, you know, it's something that's on paper and they're going to say that they do it. So so that's pretty much how how that's going to go. Yeah. That um, that $1,000 is probably a seat up top in the upper region. mm -hmm. Um, It's like a cocktail meet and greet and you get to hold the title belt you might get a picture in the cage. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's, and that, that's the other thing too. So it's not just for the fans; it's for the fighters too. Like, like uh, you said that the fighters were on a storefront. I mean, to me, it's almost like okay, you're going to like. It's like this is today's cut of meat. You know, put out, put the slabs out there, and have the people come check them out. I mean, in a way, it's a little disrespectful to the fighters too. What you and I were just, you know, what we got used to at the at the old Fertitta era expos. You know, you were literally inside like a what's it, the equivalent of a comic con, mm-hmm. and that's the best way I can think of it. it. It was like a fighter con, you know what I mean? And um, I mean, you could like you said, you just walking around, you could bump into rub elbows with, not stand in line because they were there too to just look at stuff. There's people competing, they're cornering people in the little grappling tournaments that were going on during the thing, and that just it's just so it's just so like robotic. Now that I, I I have no interest in, I mean I want to go to Vegas just because I like the weather, <laughs> but you know I yeah. mean not not to dwell on this too much, but uh, when you put all the people and every sure it's great when you're front of that line and you walk in there and you get fourteen autographs, fourteen photos, meet everybody real quick, 
I, I, I mean, I'd much rather have 14 lines that are 20 minutes long each. Give the people the option who they want to meet, stand in line. That way everybody feels like they're a part of it. You know, you can stand in line for 20 minutes, then you go grab a beer. Okay, I'm going to go meet so-and-so. I'll go stand in line another 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I mean, that's just the way that it, it, the way they did it now, like you said, it's the have and have nots. It's it's mm-hmm. the people who managed to get up at 5 a.m., get over there and get in line. Those are the people who get to meet. And it's not even like it, it was you back in the day. Like, you, you, the, the not, you know, it's not disrespectful for the other fighters, but it's not certain guys don't aren't the same, you know, you know, it's one thing to stand in line to meet GSP. It's another thing to stand in line to meet, you know, I don't even want to throw a name out there, but some lower card fighter who, you know, you're not even sure what his record is. You know, but that the, kind it's of- not even in the, like, like, like they call it the fan experience. And that's not an experience to me to have me stand in line forever, take no. a two second photo and shake hands and then be sent the fuck off. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not no, an experience it, to me. To me, an experience that, is, is is standing at the finish line when they did the the, the I don't even know if they did it this because it was in no. September. The track of whatever they call that, the the five K, yeah. Standing at the finish line at five K with Al Jermaine Sterling and Dennis Bermudez and talking shit about how New York and New Jersey are you know New New Jersey is, is like a Southern New York or whatever the hell Al Jermaine Sterling said to uh-huh. me joking around and and. You know what I mean? Like that's an experience to me. I mean, I we took a photo, or whatever, but we we you know had that conversation mm-hmm. and and you know just talked about martial arts and fighting and stuff like that. And it's just one of these things that that like that's an experience to me. Not and then and then following his career and watching him go, you know, climb his way up the ladder. And I know I know he's got issues with his neck, so he's not going to be able to fight Peter Young. People are giving him shit about that, but. You know what I mean? Just getting to know these guys and understand what they go through a little better rather than having them just be out there and, and you know, do the photo op and get the fuck out of here. Next, please. I mean, it's 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 a, a double-sided fuck you to fans and the fighters, but I don't know. That's 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 what the success is these days, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. But hopefully hopefully one day they'll they'll maybe try it again, do a big expo. Now people have mm-hmm. to pay to go, but you pay, you know what you're getting. You, you're paying for the experience of a two day yeah. long thing. We'll talk about that somewhere. We've yeah. talked about it a million times, but anyways, getting to the fights. Um, I, I think that a uh, couple things on the earlier fights that, uh, that stood out, obviously uh, Jalen Turner looked great in his, uh, in his bout with uh, yeah medic. Um Turner's a, a fighter from the LA area. I actually covered his, uh, tended his first fight, covered his second fight, uh, one of my early days of, of going to some yeah. of those events. So and the, uh, the Maximoff versus Brundage was actually a great, it went to decision, but that was a great fight on the prelims. I got a little shit, I want more shit I want to give to the UFC. This bullshit of ESPN news that they did for the mid, mid middle prelims, where, you know, the Vashvili Morais fight, the, you know, all those mid t- mid card fights that everyone's looking to. I don't fucking have ESPN Plus, and when I downloaded the app to do it, uh, apparently my my cable plan doesn't include that, so I had to miss uh, four fights. Oh, they put it on. It was on ESPN News. Is that ESPN what it was? News, yeah, ESPN Plus or ESPN News. So either way, I had to fucking pay extra for some prelims. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here with that. That's a shame because Dashvili Marias was. I know. I heard it was all. I'm it was a fight, fight of the year, like yeah. round of the year, like chaos for. Uh, for yeah, a while. I, I had to read about it. <laughs> yeah. So well, I that's mean, a shame I, that we'll, so, we'll jump to the main card, yeah. but yeah, no, I. It it all goes back to somebody. Somebody said to me on, on the MMA news blog, 
you know, they asked me why, you know, why don't I play for FIFA? And we went over this whole thing when the ESPN Plus thing started, but I'm just going to say it really again, really quick. Everything's going to wind up on Fight Pass eventually, so I will see these fights, and I'll, I'll get to see them the way that I wanted to see them. But I mean, I know it's because of college football, whatever. ESPN's ESPN, even though even though they made a lot of their money in the in, during the pandemic off of the UFC, they still pushed back once once football came back. The UFC now takes a back burner again. It's been like that. It was like that at Fox Sports, but at least they had two other channels that everyone had that they could put the fights on. I just, just, I don't like the ESPN era. I, I tweeted it out. Like, I really don't like the ESPN era. And I know their contract is forever, but it's uh, not fun. But yeah, let, let's go to the main, the main <laughs> results. Uh, Jessica Andrade uh, basically did, I think, what we kind of both agreed was likely to happen. Pretty much uh, put it on Cynthia Calvillo, wearing her out, uh, finishing her with punches late in the first round. Um, moves her back up into the top of the rankings in that division or keeps her up there. You know, she's basically the number one contender in a division where she's already lost the title. So, I mean, Shevchenko, as we'll get to, has cleared out that division, but, uh, but Andrade looked great. I'm just not sure exactly where, where this division stands at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty much sums it up, right? I, I um, yeah, I mean, that was, tough, but just yeah, too much strength. Yeah. I, I didn't see the, the TK. I thought she was tough enough to, take her to you know all three rounds but i mean that's that that was a serious power advantage that and that's what she has like over the others in that thing and you know what's going to happen though like you just said about shevchenko um, marina rodriguez the um she was talking about the strawweight division and how you know because she's fighting Mackenzie dern uh soon and um she said she told james lynch uh the canadian god james lynch shout out to james lynch um he uh talked to her and she said that the problem with the strawweight division is it's like the same several people fighting for the title over and over again. And we're going to get that with the flyweight division too, the way it's going. Yeah. I mean, the flyweight, you look at the, the top 10, I mean, and, and the top five, six, Shevchenko's already finished. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I don't know. And, um, and handily, like not, not decision. Like, no, there's no rematches yeah. in there. Yeah. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So I don't, yeah, I don't know what, what the, how this division goes. I think Shevchenko's only real move is probably uh, hope Nunez wins her next fight and then be willing to go up yep. again. But, you know, we're on the same page with that. It didn't like it, even it, do a catchway, do a, uh, do like, and I said on this, on the, on the MMA news vlog, uh, do a, a, a bad bitch belt or, you know, like the, the, the BMF for Rory Masvidal. There you go. You that know what I mean? Be, like that might, do it at, at, at a catchweight. Make it that weird, you know, make up a fucking title like you did or you've already done it. I mean, that would sell out. People would be all on board for that because – and James Lynch actually just published his interview with Shevchenko, so I'm looking forward to watching that over at M- the MMAnews.com YouTube channel. But, man, whoo, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm just like – that woman is – I mean, she's like, uh, you know, like they call they compare her to Black Widow and – you know, John Wick and all these people. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, we might as well talk about it. We'll just jump to that fight. But yeah, <laughs> she she uh, finished Lauren Murphy. Um, went went a while. Went to the fourth round. Uh, yeah. But not – it was more <laughs> – it was more Murphy kind of standing in front of Shevchenko and Valentina just playing it safe until the point where she just turned it on. And, and it was like she probably could have done that at any point, but she waited to a point where there was really no risk to her at all. Um, uh, barring 
something absolutely crazy happening. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's weird where, where the sport is right now, because, you know, you, you, she's badass. I mean, she might be the pound for pound best fighter in the world, mm-hmm. you know, at least in the argument for it, for sure. Oh, hell and, yeah. you know, and, and you're kind of at a point now where you got a lot of guys, you know, you got us talking about it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Axios, uh, he does his thing and, and, and she's clearly his number one fighter. So you're starting to see it kind of be more recognized. Uh, you know, you don't have uh, so much of the, you know, sexist kind of talk now when it, when it was Rousey it was submission. So maybe it was a little, wasn't as when you've got somebody who's beating the living hell out of people over and over and over again. Um, it's, it's, it's wild. So, I mean, she's crazy. I, I don't even know. I don't know how she loses. I don't see her losing to anybody except Nunez. She's going to um, lose to, you know, time. And that's going to take some time. Cause right now, like you said, looking at the, looking at the division. And the only reason we jumped to that was because, I mean, the Andrade, the Andrade Calvillo, that was that they had two of those two flyweights on the main card. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just, it's just something that, it, that they're going to see each other again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not gonna. None of it's gonna work out for it. It's gonna be her for a while, just like it's been Nunes for a while. So yeah, I think they need to do a super fight, Nunes Shevchenko three. Yeah, and in the meantime, set up like a Grand Prix. They got to figure out some way to get through all these other contenders who she's beat, and they need yeah. to rise to the top. Now it's probably Andrade. I mean, she's she's doing she's done her part, uh, but uh, but yeah, just crazy. Anyways, so after that uh, opening bout, the Andrade uh, win, Curtis Blades Rosenstrike. Uh, again, I mean, I, I hit this one. Yeah, you close. did. Yeah, no, you're, you know? you're right with this one. The takedowns. Um, yeah. Once he got the takedowns, it was clear. I was that mad was... as soon as it happened because I picked uh, Rosen Strike. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, as soon as it happened, that what you realized that that was the key to victory. Yeah. Um, you also realized that that Rosen Strike was going to get passive. Uh much like he has in some of his other, at least his fight with Overeem, uh, where he ended up winning late. But uh, for most of the fight, he was passive. Blades can be passive too, and Blades just did what he needed to do. He did get hit with that flying knee, uh, which which jacked his eye up. Uh, but, um, but I mean, he did. He fought smart. He picked up the win. I mean, it's not pretty. Uh, but when you're kind of fighting a one-dimensional striker, it's the smart way to fight. Um, so I can't really, can't really blame him. Uh, Again, wasn't wasn't the best fight, but uh, you know, big win for Blades, and he moves on. Um, that brought us then to the uh, the people's main event, as some some were calling it a rematch. Seventeen years in the making, Robbie Lawler, Nick Diaz. On the podcast, I picked Nick Diaz to uh, win a we decision. Yeah. Shortly after arriving in Vegas and seeing some of those videos I saw, now while it was only shadow boxing yeah. videos of Nick Diaz, when I saw him look to be about 30 pounds heavier than uh, his prime fighting weight, I quickly went to the Vegas window. Uh, my group hit a quick little parlay <laughs> uh, by, by putting Lawler in uh, Diaz's place. So ended up making a little cash on the Robbie Lawler TKO win. Uh I mean, I think that's just what it comes down to. It seems like you had one fighter who really wanted to be there in Lawler, and you had another guy who wasn't sure where he wanted to be yeah. uh, in a sense in Diaz. And even his post-fight interview was really weird, um, assuming you caught that where he was talking about how the fight yeah. was set up. And God only knows what that means, but it certainly didn't sound like he was really stoked about being signed to fight Robbie Lawler. No, no. And it just – it just um, there's also – there was also more like uh, I got a sense of, of – 
uh, he wanted to see do uh, what, what what's left in me if I want to fight again if they're gonna let me fight again um, and what what's left in me I mean I mean there was almost a weird like I don't know what's the word I'm looking for I don't want to say humbleness because he usually we've seen Nick Diaz enough fight enough mm-hmm. I mean it's it's like like look at look at Nate that aggression that aggression and that like you know f f this let's ready I'm ready to go none of that was there. Um, and then, uh, like you said, that Brett Okamoto interview, I think that was recorded or aired, like you said, uh, the day before, before you got like the day when you were making your way over there. And I, I think, yeah, I watched it that afternoon and it, it definitely made me, um, wonder about it I, and not for nothing to his credit. I mean, the guy's been fighting since he was 18 years old to his credit. Uh, I mean, he out, he, he outstruck Robbie Lawler. It's just Robbie Lawler got the finish, and the, that the the what he was doing seemed to be working. And I think the difference between the two of them now versus the first fight was just that Robbie Lawler, Robbie Lawler's um, continuous, like you know, staying active, just had had him not only a he wanted to avenge a loss, and b um, he was ready for whatever he was ready for all of that which is why he kept coming at him. I was actually afraid that if it went to decision, you know, usually fighters walking backwards get scored against. And, um, but uh, the, the counter striking was what was winning for him. And, and no, I don't think anybody does that as good as Nick Diaz. I mean, just to his credit, the dude was I, I, the numbers. If it went to the numbers and stats, he probably could have, you know, picked up a win, but I mean that right straight to the, or the the uh, Daniel Cormier called the the check right hook. He was in love with check right hooks hooks that night. I, I know you couldn't hear him in the arena, but I mean he was called the check right hook for everybody that landed that that combo where they got the hand and, and get <clears throat> delivered that punch right to the nose. I mean that that I mean you get punched in the nose like that, that's going to end any fight. I don't care who you are. So um, I mean. But yeah. but again, like you you mentioned them throwing punches. It was a fun fight. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean for for a round and a half, a round and um, thirty seconds. It was it was a mm. fun, fun fun fight. Um, actually it went to the third round, so it was two rounds and, and then thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nonstop action. <clears throat> um, so it wasn't like Diaz didn't come to fight. He came mm-hmm. to fight. It's just the thing is you're fighting Lawler who's hitting you with hammers. So he only really has to hit you one out of – for one every ten times you land on him, he's got to land one, and he's doing the amount of, same amount of damage. Diaz historically take away the knockout of Lawler has always been like a uh, you know win by a thousand cuts. But yeah. to get the a thousand cuts in, a lot of times he has to get to the fourth, fifth round of fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, you, if you're only able to have enough energy or gas tank – uh, to get through two rounds, then you only get 250 cuts in. You know what I mean? So it, it's one of those things where it just, it was a matter of time and you kept going, man, you know, you, it was hard to believe when I saw Diaz out there that he was going to go five rounds, especially at the rate that he was throwing. Yeah. You're going, dude, there's like no way. Like, unless this dude's well, superhuman. There's, there's things that, that Robbie Lawler did too, to kind of bring on the end. Um, there was a liver kick that he landed that, that, Diaz kind of showed his cards that 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 hurt him in the round two, and then um, you know, not he shook it off. But if you've ever taken a, a strike to the liver, it's not something that you shake off that quick. I don't care who you are, though that pain sticks with you for a while. Um, and and I'm wondering if that had something to do with it too. But um, and it was weird because uh, the way he landed the kick, it was almost like he dug in his toes into in right into his liver. 
they like in I, mean, I don't know if you saw it from the arena but at home you know with the replay you could see you could see the mark that it left on on his side and that's definitely like that's not a pain that fades you know it's not like a charlie horse where you can shake it off like that that'll it's internal so it hurts a lot and hangs out for a bit yeah you're probably bleeding inside you know <laughs> yeah no there's no doubt so um, yeah, he, he hit him with a couple body shots early. You could tell like he came out kind of targeting a little bit of the body uh, when he saw probably the same thing that most of us saw that Diaz was softer than normal. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, good respect out of both guys. Yeah. Um, Great. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, Diaz <clears throat> is as popular as ever. I mean, he got a huge pop. Mm-hmm. The crowd loves him. You know, I mean, I was pulling for Robbie when it was all said and done, but I wasn't rooting again. I mean, I still, I cheered for Diaz when he came out. I clapped for him just like I did for Lawler. You know, they're yeah, they're, they're two all time greats. And um, well, it's just like wanna... their first fight. I mean, they were both like these finishers and and uh-huh. you know balls to the wall guys when they first fought. And it was just one of those fights. Like I, it's a fight you want. You so, like Chandler Gaethje coming up uh-huh. in November. I just want to see it. I mean, I'm yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm, but I don't think we need to see Diaz again. I like if had he in the interview him yeah, say, I'm hey, cool if he retires. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a terrible performance to go out on. I mean, I'm sure, but I don't, I don't know who, I mean, he was fighting a guy in a four fight losing streak and I know it's Robbie Lawler, but like who is Diaz going to fight? That's going to make an easier fight for him or one that's going to end better for him. Um, and now at least this one, he ended up conscious, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I don't know. And, and, but now if he loses, gets down to 170, gets back in shape, then yeah, he there's plenty of guys. I, I don't know why. To me, it all makes in the perfect sense. Why don't you do Lawler and uh, and uh, and Nate Diaz now? Yeah, to no, me, to so, me, like that fight, like makes like you, I, you I saw that pop up a lot. Yeah, yeah. You build off the story. We just we know the excitement that D, Nick and and Robbie bring. Maybe Nate's you know just a third fight of that you know kind of trilogy of the of the diaz versus the you know lawler so i don't know uh, they just as soon as it ended it's like that's the fight to make right there mm. diaz does uh, nate doesn't have a lot going he's coming off a loss and now he can try to avenge his brother and you know set up a little two fight thing with robbie lawler out the door i mean i don't know to me that's the fights that i want to see these guys in uh and and you know and and that's but it was a fun fight uh good to see Lawler pick up a win. Nice to see Diaz uh, back in the cage uh, and 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 doing what he does, even in in a little bit of a shadow of what he used to be. But um, big win for Lawler. Uh, hopefully he doesn't. You know they give him just a reasonable fight. He doesn't get another wrestler or some crazy matchup in his next bout. Uh, we talked about Shevchenko. Main event: Ortega Volkanovski. Volkanovski retains his title five round decision and. Uh, Man, in in four you know in four rounds and four minutes of domination, but there was one minute of uh, of interesting fun. Uh, you know that the, the excitement of that one minute where uh, third round uh, he uh, Ortega when well, he dropped him and then and then jumped right into a to a guillotine choke. Man, I when I saw Volkanovski like kind of. Uh, you know, flailing his feet to try to get out flailing, of it, yeah. you know, kind of hot, you know, you know, bouncing his back up and stuff. And my thought was like, Oh my God, he's in trouble. Like that's a reaction. You usually don't see guys get out. Yeah. Of. Well, it's funny that, you know, he, he did a post fight, like after not in the, in the cage, it was, um, I think it was with Megan O'Levy 
or no, the guy, the yes, one of the ESPN guys that they got there now, the newer one of the newer guys, um, or the less known guys, asked him like, "How did you feel when that was happening?" And his reply was, "It felt like I was about to lose the fucking title," <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah, man, it looked like it was about to happen." I don't. I mean, you know, it's funny. He talked about how he shaved his head because of uh, you know, the barbers and stuff out, you know, the whole everything going on out there in uh, in Auckland, and um, he was like you know that that was the reason why he shaved his head but you know they were pretty sweaty by then and 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 that might have made it easier to slip out of the other thing too is is um you know when you when you get into grappling and stuff you kind of learn especially if you know you're going to be doing a like i say it's a long like if it's a 10 minute grappling match and you go for a sub and you don't get it you 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 kind of give yourself every every grappler has their own like clock of when they should let go or or you know, so they don't burn out their arms, so they can try something else. And that was that was Ortega's grappling intelligence because he transitioned from that. Then he went to you know he went into the um, triangle when Volkanovski was on top of him. I forgot what else did he? What did he, oh, he had a well, darce he, that was really nice. Yeah, was, he he went from like the guillotine to like a darce, and then he ended up on the bottom, and yeah. then that's when he that's when he threw up the triangle. Once the yeah. triangle hit, I thought I thought the triangle was the last. And the, and the and the <laughs> I mean plus, I mean and I didn't even mention the damage he took be, before he he tried those submissions, so that's that's also taxing too. Like you know how distracting is the pain from you knowing whether or not the sub in as 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 is sunk in as good as you would hope it's it's sunk in. So it was just uh, it was actually a really great. It was better than I was expecting that fight. I was super impressed with it, and I think. Um, Listen, I, I'm not. I think Volkanovski gets a lot of shit for being a decision guy and not finishing guys, you know, because of the amount of decisions or, or whatever. Because you know they they were talking about how he hasn't proved himself as a champion um, because he's not finishing guys. But that fight, right? I mean, that's championship shit right there. You know, <laughs> like just no, muscle, he survived. Just muscle out of three really deep subs from a guy that's really good at subs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's what he, he came out of deep water and, and survived a mistake and and his opponent's strength and that's that's what you know and, and we can talk about him not being a finisher but he beat up ortega yeah. probably worse than anybody on that whole fight card got beat up yeah um uh, you know he he that fight easily could have been stopped um i'm not one to watch doctors stop fights but you know when they show i don't know maybe it's different on tv but the flashes uh, yeah, of Ortega's yeah. face, like i'm thinking like you're, i just listen you'd have your your criticisms of her dean if you watched the uh... Watch yeah, that's what I mean. Can, We're cause... sitting there in the crowd, and I'm like, "Oh, Herb's gonna stop." And Herb's... no, this is one where Herb's gonna let the guy well, that's pass, that... out, pass away. You know, but you're you're gonna have a criticism still because I mean, so I guess you haven't watched it or seen the clips yet because Herb Dean's, you know, the, the doctor's there and Herb Dean's asking him questions, and and Ortega's not really even Volkanovski was like, "How are they letting this fight go?" And he's not uh-huh. answering the uh-huh. questions. He's not answering Herb Dean's questions. But um, listen, either way. I mean, yeah, I'm, Brian Ortega definitely still like that dude's. Uh, that dude's uh, definitely a badass too. I mean, I hope I, I don't know who got what because again, this event was a little bit aggravating for me, but uh, those fights were good and they definitely deserve credit. Yeah, no, big win. Volkanovski's a, an animal. Uh, Ortega is uh, can take a beating, man. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing to say, but you know, when you're a fighter, I guess it is. If you can take a beating and keep coming, there's that's in the long run, that's mm-hmm. good. It's just, you just hope you're not fighting Volkanovsky every time that, that, uh, that comes around, but, uh, fun fights, good fights, top to bottom. Uh, definitely a good event. Uh, 
you know, a, a really good event. Um, the card, so. the card was like a, 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 a hard, more for the hardcore fight fan. When you look at the names that were on it, like Devashvili Morais, you know, Roxanne Modafferi, you know, all from top to bottom. You know, this was a really fun card to watch. That's why I was pissed about the ESPN news thing. So fuck ESPN and their and their news. <laughs> but from one paywall we go to this week's paywall that we got bellator <laughs> bellator 267 uh showtime. early early start on showtime main card starts at 4 p.m eastern time on friday uh so this will be one that i will have to uh figure out a game plan to catch that uh as i'm scheduled currently to work um <laughs> but uh Basically, you know, it basically is a showcase the European fighters that they have. Some of the guys who have come through the Euro Series, throw them through a, uh, previous Bellator London events. Um, but it's uh, that's that's basically what it is. Uh, very few, other than uh, you know, Borga and, and McCourt, uh, and obviously Lima and Page. Uh, I think they might be the only ones on the card that actually have you know Bellator events in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. Co-main event, Liam McCourt, uh, four-fight win streak. Fights uh, Borga uh, coming off of a loss in her last fight on the uh, main card of uh, of Bellator 256 to Noguera. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a showcase for McCourt. Obviously, she has some things going for her uh, outside the cage, and uh, that makes it obviously uh, – intriguing for her to be a a good notable you know recognizable fighter for bellator so yeah she's co-maining um i have you know i think she picks up a win borg is tough but uh you know that's basically yeah. these this is kind of like a fight night you know challenger series uh with a mega main event uh of a rematch of douglas lima and mvp michael venom page um I don't know if you have much to say about the co-main event, but uh, I would like I, you to. I, like, I like <laughs> Leah McCourt. I can tell you that. <laughs> like her a lot. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I agree with you. It's it's definitely one that I feel like, I mean, you, you, uh, Jessica Borger's three and three, and it's it's so there's obviously a, um, a skill disparity between the two. So um, uh, I don't know where this is going to put her. I have to, I have to check the rankings. They'll update the following. That's this is on Friday, so the following Tuesday we'll see where they where the rankings are. I don't know if Leah McCourt's ranked yet. I have to I, again. I have to look, but um, yeah. I mean, uh, she's definitely one of their showcase fighters. They like doing stuff in Dublin. She's from Northern Ireland, so uh, I mean, like you said, it's uh, it's definitely uh, setting it up. But it's it's combat sports, so you never know anything could happen. A lot of many times, as we know, I mean, look at the Yol, the plan for Yol Romero. Kind of went kaput when it with his uh 266 fight, so against Phil Davis. And if anything, it made Phil Davis look better. So you, you never know. I mean, that they're, they're they have plans, but it's this is not pro wrestling, this is uh real fighting. <laughs> As much joking around when I say AEW is real fighting, I just say that to be a, a the dickhead. So, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and and Borges Breet, uh, she has a win over Amber LeBrock um, for Bellator 226, so mm-hmm. she has beat. Yeah, that's a, what I'm saying. A decent competitor, you know, who, who you really don't know. You really don't know what's going to happen when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, fight night, especially with with the 
you know, during the time of COVID and all the distractions going on. So we'll see, especially it's their first time over there too in the UK. So. Yeah. The, 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 you know, fact that they were able to actually put together a card in the UK is um, pretty impressive considering yeah. the, the UFC hasn't been able to, to do that, but not that this is a, well, this can be a UFC level card depending on what the uh, how the weather I guess is for the UFC and what they yeah. want to do for their fight card. But anyways, back to Bellator. Uh, the main events we're talking about certainly Douglas Lima, Michael Venom, Page, uh, Page nineteen and one only lost to Douglas Lima. Lima, the former champion, is on a two fight losing streak uh, with losses to Masasi and Amosov. Uh, you know I. I when when in doubt, I always go with uh, who I believe is the more complete mixed martial artist. And uh, although Lima's got nine career losses, I think his uh, resume speaks for itself. And I I think the eye test with him is that he is the complete mixed martial artist. Yeah. And, and um, I I think that he should win the fight. Now, with that said, it is MMA, and Michael Venom Page MMA is a is a weird roller coaster ride of uh of craziness mm-hmm. you know so uh, while lima won the first fight by you know highlight real knockout page was doing well in the fight uh was landing yeah. stuff and, and and he does hit hard like he's definitely someone that 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 hits uh to do damage so i mean um he's he, he's also somebody he's he's, a, he's another one that'll come in I think he's going to come and prepare to do things different than oh well he's different to everybody but you know I, I now that they've they've crossed hands before so both men are I already have an idea of what to expect and what to prepare for um being that he was the loser and he know maybe he won't be so flashy maybe we'll see him fight a little more and less uh you know less of the shenanigans that he does but um I mean it's definitely I think he still has uh and MMA, I guess we shouldn't say puncher's chance. We'll say a striker's chance. But I feel like he's got a strong striker's chance to still upset. But I, I'm definitely – I like Douglas Lima. I think Douglas Lima is just um, – and this is a fight that, that Michael Venom Page has been kind of, you know, stomping his feet, getting on his soapbox, stomping his feet and saying, I want this rematch. And um, Bellator definitely made him fight a few guys before it happened. So um, I, 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 uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. So – no, I don't mind the rematch. I mean, it makes sense right now. Lima, like yeah. I said, it's on two fight lose streak. Page hasn't lost since that that fight, so makes sense. I mean, I'm gonna go with Lima officially, but uh, yeah, Page. The thing about Page that scares me is the shot that you don't see coming. What yeah. part? You know, the elbow, the knee, the just the, the angle. So yeah, uh, it opens it up, and and it it wouldn't be bad for Bellator if Michael Page won this fight. No, he's very good for them because they're hot. I mean, you know, they have so much highlight reel footage with him and the Pokemon shit and, you know, the the the, the Thanos glove and the Naruto stuff that he mm-hmm. – so he's definitely good for TV. So, yeah, it would be really good for Bellator if he wins. You know, and he's 34 years old, so he – this is kind of like, you know, he, a win here and he has a chance at mega stardom, big money, whether it's in Bellator or UFC, a loss here. And, and you kind of are always probably going to be a little bit of a bait gatekeeper despite um, maybe having a tremendous record. So I don't know. Interesting. Uh, that's, like I said, main card, 4 p.m. Eastern this Friday on Showtime. Uh, prelims prior to that, I imagine running also through uh, the Bellator app as well as YouTube. So, yeah, 
that'll be the Friday action. Saturday, uh, UFC uh, Santos and uh, gosh, uh, Johnny Walker and Gamebred FC Bare Knuckle MMA on yeah. the BKFC app is also on Saturday night. So yeah, we'll early early Saturday afternoon. I'm actually going to be doing the live results for. CFFC 101, which is uh, I I was gonna try to get to it, but my car I, I don't trust my car right now. I got to get some work done on the car. Um, it's in it's in Pennsylvania. Um, in early afternoon, like 1:30 in the afternoon. So I'll actually, I mean, I'll be able to get the training, thank God. So when when I'm done with training, I'll be doing a live result on MiamiNews.com. So make sure you keep it dialed in there. That's on Fight Pass at 1:30 p.m. my time. Uh, so if you're not able to watch it, the results will be. I'll be doing live results for that on MiamiNews.com. Yeah, and and for those that watch on YouTube, if you didn't catch last week uh, Ed's interview with uh, Eric McGracken, Eric McGracken, uh, definitely oh, yeah. check, check that out. Uh, I, it, I got a chance to listen to that, and uh, he did a great job interviewing. Tried to bust my balls a little bit, <laughs> kept it cool though. So anybody that hasn't listened to that, I highly recommend that for some. Uh, and just FYI, I mean, I know we do this when uh, when, when we do this. Our, our our numbers have been a little low of viewership, but when we do a stream live on Tuesday nights because of Dana White, everybody's watching Dana White Contender Series. I uploaded my two interviews uh, for Aaron Jeffrey, who's fighting tonight. Hopefully he's winning right now while we're recording. Um, those are on the YouTube channel too. If you want to check those out, it was before uh, his CFFC 93 title fight and after when he won and his just his story and everything he went through to get to the to, to get to where he is tonight. It's worth listening to, and after you after you hear his story, you're probably going to be rooting for him too because the guy literally, um, you know, a lot of people don't know what these guys go through just to try to just to get to to you know the big show. I mean, if that's I know we did we spent the first twenty to 30 minutes thirty minutes half hour talking about how bad the UFC has uh, evolved into some a giant monster, but the it's still the dream of a lot of fighters, and in that sense. That's why, I mean, I keep doing this and writing about it and stuff like that because at least their side needs to be told. And uh, hopefully he wins tonight when we're, when I start editing this. <laughs> Best of luck to Aaron Jeffrey as he uh, steps in the Contender Series tonight. Check out the show on Twitter at Combat Hour, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carb- Carbizol on Twitter, Carbeerzol on Instagram. An old head carb on Twitch. Ed, uh, still recovering from Vegas, but uh, look forward to action, more action, uh, including maybe jumping on uh, Contender Series here in a few minutes. So uh, have a good rest of the week and uh, talk to you again soon. Keep it moist, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night. <laughs>Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, Thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe... uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.